Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Show to Be with Mike G, the show of a life, the show of Dallas, the show of Cabana Boys, the Four Seasons Hotel, Pacini's, Parliament, and Standard Four, all of these staple places in Dallas, Texas. Today's guest on his way out the door of Texas from Dallas to Chicago is Philip Smith. Philip is currently working at Pacini's and Parliament just right prior to his next chapter beginning in Chicago. So we had an opportunity to sit down. Of course, he's on his way out. I had to make sure we had a great chat before he left to do bigger and better things in Chicago. But I hope you guys enjoy this great chat with Philip Smith. It has like, it imagine like a mezcal but like dropping a bullion cube in it and like having like that like really when you uh when you put it in the glass and stuff could you actually see the fat kind of sticking to the Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. It was like crazy. it was so oily and milky and yeah. it was so cool. I mean I loved it. We're getting being in Texas it's nice cuz you get a lot of smuggled stuff. Yeah. It's so tall is no, no turns out quite a, quite a lot of smuggled <laughs> stuff makes its way. Well, it's because, I mean, how do you, you know, talk about it briefly, but Mezcal, obviously, that market is just blowing up. Right. And people, even though it's usually the same suppliers or same producers, rather, mm-hmm. but then there's different, all these different labels and all these different varietals, which is awesome. Like, finally seeing Hobbly, for example, or more varietals or labels that are clay distilled. Right. I mean, from behind the bar, you see that becoming a larger issue because there is so much Mezcal and it's kind of esoteric already. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that's kind of one of those those industries that it's like you can only go so far with it until you start reusing and doubling up and you almost have too much and it's It's don't get me wrong i don't think there's too much i don't either but we're kind of we're an exception to the rule right right who's gonna i agree nerding out about how a plant grows and how it's produced and how long it lives i mean that's kind of the minority and i think that the market hasn't grown enough for it people hear mescal and they still the first thing they think of is that worm you know Mm-hmm. It's very, very strange. But do you think your customers, because you're at Parliament in Dallas, right. are you anywhere else? I see. Uh, I'm also at Facini's in Frisco, which is oh, like yeah. uh, Brian's place. Yeah, right? Brian yeah. McCullough and Robert Hall just uh, teamed up together and they opened a new spot. It's like a upscale American Italian joint. Amazing. Um, How's so, the food over there? Oh, man. It, it looks was, really incredible. It's, it's insane. Like hand rolled pastas, like amazing desserts. Oh, man. Um, but their whole idea was that it, they still wanted it to be upscale yeah. American Italian. So, but being in Frisco, it's interesting because you're having to introduce things to this sect of people that are unfamiliar with just basic right. classic cocktails or like Amari. Like, they're not going to understand what that means. No, yeah. not at all. I mean, I'm blowing people's minds with daiquiris, like just <laughs> basic daiquiris. Wait, there's no ice in this? Yeah, yeah I, I know. Yeah. And it's just like they, for them, it's, it's been, um, you know, frozen Bellinis and, yeah. but like the, not, not the good, not the good kind, yeah. you know? Um, so it's, it's, that's, that's really funny working in like a really upscale, like 
craft cocktail bar yeah, yeah. and doing fachinis and introducing like basic so it's like this really cool it's like spectrum. juggling right yeah it, does it challenge you to be more adaptive because your customers are really probably very different they, they are they are different right so you get a lot of you still get white russian orders yeah. and baileys on the rocks and stuff so introducing people to new spirits and introducing people to classic cocktails is that's always been something that's fun for me though yeah. so even at a even at the cocktail bar even at parliament mm -hmm. you're still introducing people to stuff so oh yeah you guys got a massive back it, exactly too. so it's not really that different it's all people it's just people who have different experiences with yeah. spirits and different experiences with cocktails so. it's still fun though i mean because i think i try to like every when i talk to everybody some people are older than me some people are younger i mean it's kind of how it works out but so you just turned 25 today so yep. happy birthday to you thank you very what, much what sign does that make you uh aries aries uh oh okay yeah. i don't I, honestly i don't know what <laughs> the moon the moon means i don't know what that means well it's all gray out right now yeah. so it's hard to tell anything yeah. at all but but at, it, it did know, hail bad yesterday in Dallas. Oh, did it so really? I don't, yeah. I was storming up? Tennis, tennis ball size hail. Holy shit. I mean, your car messed up at all? Oh, no. I, I got out of it. So okay. I was, I got in yesterday. So, okay. So you just beat it then? I just beat it. Do you think that, because, you know, I think, because last time I actually where I met you was San Antonio Cocktail Conference. Mm -hmm. We were hanging out with Amanda Carto and then Jonathan, mm -hmm. coincidentally, from Beat or Vancouver. You're, how did you get into this stuff? And really seem to have a, a really straight head on your shoulders already. I mean, like oh, I was fucking around when I was turning twenty five. All the time, you know. It's like how did how did you get how did you get ambition? Like how did you get vision? I mean, how does this stuff kind of unfold for you? I mean, for me, it's it was all my parents really. Yeah. Like, so I, I grew up in a really like blue collar family. What did um, your folks do? My my dad was a roofer. Oh, cool. Um, and my grandfather was a roofer. My uncle's a roofer. Uh, my dad now runs like uh, the roofing side of a construction company, Alice oh, uh, cool. Construction, based out of Austin. Yeah. Um, but I did that for a couple summers. Um, he put you to work. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got up on the roof. The, like the, I knew I knew for a fact that I wanted to go to college. Mm -hmm. Um. So did your dad go to college? No. 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 I, I'm the first one outside of my grandfather to go to college. Wow. Okay. In my in my family. And this is all happening in Austin, by the way. Oh, right? this is so all Austin. Yeah. Austin. So I, I grew up here in Austin and then I decided, okay, I want to go. I was actually going to run track in college. Oh, really? Um, and then I was getting a lot of offers from like small schools. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I just decided, you know what I want to do? I want to pick the school I want to go to. And if I run yeah. track, it's a bonus, right? So Absolutely. I ended up picking uh, North Texas. Oh, oh okay. Um, yeah, in Denton. And that's kind of what drew me up to Dallas oh, okay, uh, okay. that way. So I ended up uh, graduating with a hospitality management degree. Really? Um, Huge. Did you end up doing track at all then? No, I actually didn't. <laughs> no. I joined a fraternity and went the yeah. other way. Like I, was, <laughs> I did intramural sports and yeah. drank a lot and it was cool. That's so. good though. Yeah, it was, it was great. And it, it worked out for me. Was that how it was kind of in high school? Were you mostly kind of into athletic stuff? Oh, absolutely. You, what about academics? Um, I mean, I did. I did everything. I was, I've, I've always been kind of the hoorah, like school spirit yeah, kind of yeah. person. Um, so I was in, I was on debate and I did track. Oh, yeah. and what was, which debate were you cross X? Oh yeah. It was, I don't, it was, I, it's always fun. Cause there's ever, every now and again, I'll meet somebody like you're in debate, weren't you? Cause the way that we talk at each other, right. at each other, you know, but it, it seems like you've got a good foundation. Like you're and I feel like that's where my ambition and my hardworking tendencies at times come from my dad, you know? Yeah. Talk about course. roofing. Jesus. Oh yeah. It's like the, that is pure labor, you know, manual labor. It definitely it definitely taught me the value of a dollar being yeah. up on a roof. Because it was custom metal roofing too. So oh, Jesus. 
the year I graduated high school, I was up on the roof with my uncle, mm. um, and it was the hottest recorded summer in Austin. On metal. On metal. God. It would be the time where like, you'd set a tool down, and then you'd go back to the tool five minutes later, uh-huh. and you couldn't pick the tool up because it was, it was so heated. hot. Yeah. Oh, wow, it would be 140 crazy. degrees on the roof. God, what it's, kind of metal? Is it aluminum? Uh, it was all different. It all was different. like okay. copper. They did copper. They did standing seam, like galvanized. Yeah. I mean, it was all kinds of stuff. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those shitty things about Texas. When I think about right. wanting to work out in the sun, I don't think about doing that in Texas. Right. Exactly. Well, people Ever. are going, oh, man, you're going to have a terrible time in Chicago. The weather sucks. And I'm like, yeah, you've never been on a <laughs> roof in the yeah, yeah. summer of Austin, you know? <laughs> Basically on a Tell solar panel. Yeah. Yeah. That's, was your, but your dad was pretty cool with, because I, I, I guess, right? So his dad did it. He did it. Mm-hmm. I guess the narrative goes that you do it. Or do you have any brothers or sisters? Oh, yeah. I, I actually come from a family of five. Oh, okay. Are you so, youngest, like in the middle kid? Or? Uh, I am my my dad's second okay my mom's first so gotcha, gotcha. my dad was remarried once my mom and they've been married for 25 years now oh, so cool. okay yeah no difference to you you got no. came right into it yeah i came right into it were any of the other like brothers are they thinking about taking the up the family trade too no um i think really for my dad they really like instilled for me and which is why i'm so grateful for him uh is the fact that like they wanted better and that was what my dad said he yeah. he, he kept telling me over and over and over again like work with your head not your hands i don't want you to work with your hands i want you to work with your head interesting because well, i guess it turns he saw out in the that... bar industry i do both but <laughs> yeah. but it's it's not bad no so you great. get a when did you graduate then from unt uh north Austin. texas i graduated in north 14 14 so. oh okay mm-hmm. so pretty recently so pretty recently like i said i'm only 25 yeah so. i know man i keep jumping ahead yeah of like oh yeah when you were 30 what, what happened so were you doing hospitality stuff up in Denton just to kind of kill time? So I actually started, um, I went into school with a, like, I was dead set on the fact that I was going to be a, I was going to kind of take up the family trait. I yeah. was going to be a general contractor. Okay. I was going to be, uh, get a degree in business with a focus in real estate and I was yeah. going to flip houses and do all that stuff. And it's like sophomore year of college, I'm sitting in my real estate class and I just have like this, oh my God, I hate this moment. Like. <laughs> It was just like everything about this is so bad. Does not feel you. Like yeah, just it just of, wasn't yeah. me, and it was like tax law and this and like, and I was no, not me. So, um, I was actually working at Olive Garden at the time. Oh yeah, doing yeah. Uh, waiting or busing yeah. or what? Yeah, uh, yeah, serving. Um, and I was a trainer, and I was gonna start doing national restaurant openings with Olive Garden. Interesting. Um, and then so at that point, I was like, I, I really kind of am digging this whole hospitality thing. Um, and that day I called my dad and I said, dad, I'm changing my major. And he said, all right. Was he all just, right with it? Yeah. He, well, I was the first one in my family to go to college. So he was like, I don't care. Just get what, your degree. What's that mean? Yeah. yeah just go just, finish. Just go out, get yeah. your degree. I don't care what it is. Just That's go amazing. get one. So that day I switched it. It took me about an hour and I went over to hospitality management, switched my degree. And then it's kind of been all that ever since. So. What was it about hospital? Like, what was that? Was there anything that made Okay, so how about this? So were you at Olive Garden then made the choice to change or did you yes. change then? Okay, so that was kind of the impact. That was it. I loved it. You know, for me, it's it was the people. And I think going into business, that was my mindset was it yeah. was going to be people first. Sure. Um, and then I realized there was an industry that it really truly was about people first. Yeah. And I loved that aspect of it. You know, just You're having- a people pleaser. Yeah, maybe. I would say. I also piss a lot of people off too, but- <laughs> like, <laughs> You get the two places, the Italian yeah, place, know, like, like two different nice, it's a, it's parliament. A hospitable you, middle, you yeah. know? That's good. I mean, yeah. you need you need both of those things, ups and downs. Yeah. It can't be great all the time and it can't be shitty all the time. Right. It's gotta be mean. So uh, people respect that though. Yeah. I think they do eventually. I try to I try to please more than I piss off, yeah. for sure though. 
there's a, it outweighs just a little just, just a, little. a little we'll bit. see we'll see how this goes right and maybe eventually like we'll start rile each other up and then exactly like, yeah, i'm really pissed right now we end up offending each other it's very difficult mind you to do but you were you so you're thinking larger national stuff with with olive garden but some something well, okay, changes so, right yeah like, so for me there came a point in my degree in which i had to get an internship okay um and it's actually a funny story how i got the internship because i went over to the four seasons um and Byron Nelson is held at the uh, the Four Seasons in Las Colinas, uh-huh. which is a major PGA tournament. Okay. Um, and I thought I signed up for um, an interview for a temp position for like three days. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of this interview I'm having with this person, he's like asking me like serious life like questions. Like philosophical Yeah, things? like, really? you know, what do you want out of your life? And I'm like, why are you asking these questions? It's a three-day position. And I realized in the middle of the interview that I, I accidentally signed up for the internship interview. Oh, okay. And I just ran with it. So at the end of it, he's like, man, I love you. You're great. Let's put you at the top of the list. And I ended up getting an internship the with the Four Seasons. seasons. Wow. And then I went, uh, and then that, that fulfilled my internship obligation for my degree. Yeah. Uh, and then I ended up getting brought on board to the bars after the internship was over is that where did you start working with them behind the bar? oh i was absolutely a cabana boy oh <laughs> oh yeah no with it the was, shorts and oh, everything the, oh the whole nine you know the starch shirt and <laughs> yeah. the little shorts and speaking the of daiquiris apron. jesus oh right? man the best frozen daiquiris you can imagine <laughs> frozen bellinis uh, the whole life. talking evian spritz bottles and oh, frozen guys how is how are like how were the middle-aged women did they just Cool. Oh, they're great. Did they I just mess them. with you all the time? Being no, it, was, see, it wasn't that. Boy? It wasn't that. It, so during that internship, I hit a really weird point in my life mm-hmm. because I was so broke. I've never been that broke. And don't get me wrong. I was making money, but it yeah, was Cabana yeah. Boy money, right? <laughs> and I'm surrounded by just millionaires yeah oh, so yeah. it's just this weird disparity like you're yeah, walking through it like yeah. holy crap i'm taking care of the rich of the rich and i'm so poor <laughs> does that does that like weigh weigh you down at all it did it, no yeah. absolutely and it, it like it, it's funny now that i look back on it because it made me like i'm i'm gonna work through it yeah you know um but yeah, there would be times in which I'm driving home in my 98 Mercury Mystique with like the windows car. broken yeah. and no AC. And it was, again, 110 degrees outside. And I'm just driving this oven down the road <laughs> and I'm going, God, there's got to be something better than this. So it's so cr- it's cr- I, I hear that a lot for Westerners that go to India. Right. But it's the opposite. Right. So like, even if we're middle middle class here, right. you go to India you're still like at the top of it right. financially. And it's just so weird because they're probably looking at you like, ah, what is this going to do? Yeah. And I, I can't imagine that. I don't know. Like it's just, does it make you want to be and do better? Does it, it like inspire you? To I think I already things? had that bug in me yeah. already. Um, but it, it just showed me, I mean, it definitely showed me there's, there's a higher class, you yeah, know, there's, yeah. there's a, Cause you're probably still pretty young when you're doing this stuff. Anyway, oh yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I was, probably 20 21 maybe 20 yeah when i went over there initially and uh so as soon as the internship uh i was picking up shifts all over the all over the hotel um so i was i would park somebody's car in the morning a valet i'd take care of him at the cabana and then i would serve him a car like i'd serve him a drink at the bar at the end of the night so um you use different names 
Oh, no, yeah, the <laughs> name like badge. different uniform. Oh, you had the same name badge, oh, but it was like different uniforms. So you'd be... Wait, did I just see you? Yeah, didn't there? you just park my Bentley? And I'm like, yeah, I did. Here's your mojito. <laughs> or your frozen dagger. Yeah, your, your frozen pink dagger. frozen dagger. But it, how long were you in total at the... Fourth Three years. Three years. Oh, wow. Yeah, so Which I... Which is way beyond the internship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So after the internship, uh, I actually got picked up um, as a cocktail server in the bars. Okay. Um, and then from there, I just, I did bar smarts because uh, I was, really? I was okay. interested in kind of the bartending and they wouldn't let me back behind the bar. Um, <laughs> so I was interested in bartending and I just decided I was going to take as much knowledge as I could. Yeah. What uh, was it that, that like kind of piqued your interest about being behind the bar? I don't know. Honestly, I, I mean, there wasn't any like specific moment in which I was like, man, I want to be behind the bar, but yeah just seeing that interaction from some of the other bartenders and knowing that it's, there's more than just being a cocktail server, you know, um, for me, it was just kind of a natural progression. You seem like you kind of like to learn. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's a, like the library of Congress, any back bar. Oh yeah. All different places, all different spirits, different ages, different ingredients. I mean, it's just a big field day. Well, not only that, and why I, I actually attribute so much of where I'm at now to Bar Smarts is the fact that it gives you the information um, beyond just what's in the bottle. It gives yeah. you the history. It gives you the culture behind these things. And I think that's what sparks my interest because I've always kind of been a, a history buff mm-hmm. uh, anyways. So seeing cultures and history kind of unite in yeah. a liquor and in a spirit, it sounds really whimsical and philosophical. Well, no, but it does. Like It's you, it's awesome it's, to me, and it was, for sure. it was great. Was there any particular spirit, I mean, even not from a flavor perspective, but just from a cultural or a historic perspective that was even more interesting than some of the others? Sometimes, you know, we pick these things because they taste good, but some of them are just actually interesting. I So I do love um, anything agave. Yeah. I really do. Like, the, obviously, I mean, we're, we're sipping on Mezcal right now, but... <laughs> yeah. I because I, I'm a quarter Mexican myself, so oh, it's kind of yeah. Okay. Um. So my dad's mom is Mexican, so, so you're abuelita. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love saying that word. Right. Ladera will get on me about it because I love saying it, but. But uh, yeah. So that that whole history aspect to it for me is like yeah. super cool, and I just I love I love agave. I it's, love tequila. Is, I love mezcal. I love any of that stuff. Romantic so. stuff. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's less romantic pieces of it when you talk about tequila and things, but mezcal for the most part. So. Yeah. Still that kind of connection. oh that's that single village stuff you know yeah. like neighbors making two different you know right and trading in that's kind yeah of this currency you know yeah it's not about money it's about this trade this amazing expression of their their terroir and their talents and all this. et cetera et cetera long winded romantic post yeah about, exactly <laughs> about this exactly and it's yeah. like it's really hard to go down that like that conversation just because it's like man I sound like I'm a <laughs> philosophical nerd right now yeah, i know but. it's like god go get a room guys yeah you know? oh man it, it, it definitely happened did they eventually let you behind the bar though? oh absolutely just, okay cool so uh i just kept bugging my manager until he made the mistake let me behind the bar one day <laughs> and i completely sank and i thought i was uh i was like man i i'm probably never gonna be allowed behind this bar again mm-hmm. and then i just kept bugging him and then it stuck and then i became one of their like their namesake bartenders and i was oh, trying right. to introduce craft into the bar and that's when i really got into the whole craft thing they're pretty open to, to you no absolutely not <laughs> no because no, it's a no, corporate I, shop right oh so it's yeah a bit hard. so it's, that's the hardest part about that aspect is that not only is it your manager but it's your fmb director and then your hotel director yeah. and then it was like so there's so many levels and you've got a purchasing department which mm-hmm. is nice sometimes but anytime you want something cool and you've you've got to go through eight 
levels yeah, on top of the like, multi-level you know it's a deterrent score. almost to get new yeah. stuff in right exactly so that and that was the thing that i saw with that it was just it was a little dated yeah and it's it's definitely changed a little bit mm. um i know that they've i, I kind of redesigned the menus at that point and helped them do some stuff there but then eventually i became the bar supervisor okay um so i went from you know cabana boy to bar supervisor and that was my four season stint it was so it was pretty formative, sounds like. Yeah. Learning a lot about it. When yeah. You, you left on good terms? Yeah. No, absolutely. But it's just greener pastures to well, explore, right? It was actually, so at that point, right at around two years in, right mm-hmm. as, as I've been bartending, um, I did Bar Smarts Advanced. Okay. Uh, and then while I was also at the Four Seasons, I got my um, my CSS, my Certified oh, really? Specialist of Spirits. Yeah. Uh, and that was because James Tidwell was a master psalm and- he he really gave you a lot of leeway. We had Texom there. Oh, cool. Um, okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. so I, I mean... So I got, everything's set up. I mean, it's all around you. Exactly. You know? So it was kind of uh, a natural progression into, you know, finding out more about what spirits were and yeah, yeah. Uh, about the industry was, you know. So um, after I did my Bar Smarts Advanced, um, I didn't even know USBG was a thing at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you graduate bar smarts advance you get a year subscription to oh, usbg paid yeah. for uh and that's when i got introduced into the usbg and i went into this meeting and apparently it was like this like like really terminal time of like really yeah what like where dally i i don't even know all the the backstory and i don't yeah. even know if i want to dive into it but um was that all the smith days or yeah smith days? oh smith, yeah, yeah it was yeah, the smith yeah, days so i remember that like it was is, like right i came in right at the like tail oh, man. peak of it so I've heard, i mean so you know i gotta get martinson on which right. i will and i got josh he's great i love Martinson. yeah and omar and so i've talked to these guys and it's just it's weird because I have, being an Austin person, I only kind of experience it from the periphery. Right. And I could see that there was some weird expose that needed to happen. It was odd. <laughs> to talk tension, about yeah. that stuff, because I don't know that anybody's really talked about it. You know, I, I think it's kind of been one of those things that a lot of people just brushed it under the rug and yeah. just, I don't I th- know if it I was for that, better or for worse, yeah. but I mean, everybody everybody that I know that's been involved that are now my friends, you know, are doing well for themselves. Yeah. You know, I mean, Omar now it's- Mike and those guys are killing it. Yeah, Josh. Kill it. Right. Everybody's, it seemed like no one got fucked by it. You know what I mean? Like everybody's doing, now not to say that there weren't feelings hurt or people yeah, like I'm felt sure there's respected some, or whatever, yeah. even though I'm speaking topically on a subject, I don't know in depth, you know, but I, I think it's worth talking about. Not maybe not with yourself, but like, I want to yeah. go into it, man. I oh, watch yeah. Spotlight, Boston Globe getting into yeah. like, you know. Well, see, like I said, that, that all happened and I'm coming in like, bushy tail bright eyed yeah. like i don't Optimist. know what the heck yeah i'm going yeah i'm going to be a part of the usbg so i'm sitting in this like meeting and like brian is here and all these guys are here and bonnie wilson is there and i'm like oh man like this is great and i'm like man this is tense though like i don't know <laughs> like there's like there's something undertone so yeah. still to this day i haven't really like pried into it Wonder, and i just yeah. know there's stuff involved but like i'm I'm just happy those guys are doing well like josh and yeah, yeah. mike and all those guys i was actually just saw michael two days ago and yeah, he's a been a he's a big personality. I've never met the guy, but I, oh, I hear him. wonderful things I love about him. You know? Yeah, he's great. But so it seems like, despite the tension, that people were still very open to talking to you and giving you opportunities. Well, well see, I think for me, it was I just I'm sitting in this meeting, and at the end of it, I'm just kind of like raise my hand, right, and I'm right. like, "Hey guys, I'm Philip. Like I've been bartending for about a don't year hurt now. Me, like, guys. yeah, don't hurt me. Like <laughs> how I'm interested in this, and so um, that was. I, man, I 
Stephen Halpin, uh, who is now my bar manager at Parliament. Okay. Yeah. Um, I ended up meeting him through some USBG events and became a good friend. And he was one of those first people like really welcoming me in. Yeah. Um, but after that meeting, uh, it was like the Southern Regional Conference was coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was in Atlanta. And I didn't know anybody at the time. I didn't know anybody going. And I booked a flight to Atlanta. Just to go. Anyway. To yeah. go. And I was like... If I'm going to be in this USBG thing, I'm going to go do it. So yeah, yeah. I went out there, and that was actually the first time that I really met Bonnie and Brian was oh, in Atlanta. No kidding. Even yeah. though they're just up the street, basically, yeah. right? Well, it's good. I didn't know anybody. Yeah. So at this point, I'm, I walk into this random hotel, and I don't know anybody there. And I'm like, hey, I'm from Dallas. And you kind of see Bonnie and Brian like perk up, like, you're from Dallas? And Even though you guys yeah, are all in the like, same who room. Are you? Like, yeah. who are you? Like, so we end up meeting, and I had a great time with them, and... Turns out afterwards, uh, after the bar supervisor thing at uh, Four Seasons, that's when Brian asked me to come on board at Standard Poor. So, oh no shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was the next kind of step. That was the next you. step. So, what year was this? This was pretty. This recent, was just right? yeah, a year year and a half ago. So man, it's it's been a pretty. This is the cool thing about young people. As I, I have like this Andy Rooney thing, like yeah, these young people, right? <laughs> oh, no, you young people. <laughs> What's the deal day? with pocket change? <laughs> I hate pocket. No, I'm just kidding. But is that. In a matter of, you know, two years, the kind of momentum and the kind of growth that you have in the industry is so different at 24, 25, and then right. 30. Like, I have no idea. Like, there's no ceiling for you. Like, people don't, didn't... That's a very interesting shift in the thought of bartending as a career because this is an interesting concept we talk about a lot right. with these, but a lot of people just didn't respect it for a long oh, time. Oh, of course. Like, oh, yeah. well, you're just getting people loaded. But now you think about great cocktail programs at five-star or four-star restaurants, you know? And it's a whole different business now. Right. So it's like you're making good career moves in your early 20s for this thing that people undervalued as a career. You well, know it's I mean? just, for me, it's I, I love it. Yeah. For me, it's like, I know, I mean, that's bringing up Chicago again. That's kind of, that was my idea behind Chicago. It wasn't the mm-hmm. fact that I'm, I'm not happy. It wasn't the fact that I'm not established. I have a great friendship group here. My family's in Austin, yeah. but... For myself, it was like, let's take yourself out of your comfort zone and go jump into a new city and see if you can sink or swim. Like, yeah. So, so we get Standard Poor, then Parliament. I went over to Parliament. So after after Standard Poor, I worked there for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, an incredible bar, it's still my I've family. Heard like, yeah, I yeah, absolutely love Standard Poor. Um, and again, left on good terms. Yeah. Um, I'm sure. I, I don't suspect there's going to be any big drama with you exiting these places. Well, let's, let's hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, they'll just be like, all right, well, he's off to learn again, guys. Right. That was. I mean, that was a move that I went to Parliament for. Yeah. So I went to Parliament. They had, they had a little more of an intense cocktail program there. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, Eddie Lucky Campbell, um, he was like kicking off his like molecular program. Yeah. So th- these were all things that were just kind of, I mean, there's a seven dollar Ramos on the menu, like yeah, for happy that. hour. So it's amazing. Uh, you know, just like roll into those places and not like learn a little something. So that was kind of the next move there. And, and you would say you learned a whole lot more, like a perfect next chapter. Um, I think it was a good transition period yeah. for sure. I think um, I learned a lot about running like that style of cocktail bar you know and and the people behind that stick are incredible i mean those are my best friends drew garrison and Mm -hmm. Stephen halpin and jesse powell came on at the same time i did who is uh he was running a couple different programs too and uh charlie tips like great just great great staff awesome Mm -hmm. people too so let's take this opportunity because we're going to talk about chicago Mm -hmm. i'm going to say where the hell did chicago come from although there's a good there's amazing stuff oh yeah 
But so we're sit to touch on mascot just briefly. You you know I love it because I don't know it's like what one thirty on a on a, on a Tuesday on my but birthday that's, on your birthday it's oh yeah birthday. oh all bets are off no, yeah all bets, all bets are, off. are off we're getting weird today. <laughs> we're looking around you know we could pick bourbon could pick some brandies we're like I want a mascot what's a special mascot said great question Philip let's let's go ahead and share and so now we're sipping the twice the state distilled in clay forty nine point five percent ABV Tobola from Real Minero. So they make wonderful mezcals. The Arqueño is to die for. They have a Largo that's wonderful. Karwinski, I believe, varietal. But this guy is funkier and more right. wild than those other ones. What do you What do you think? That's awesome. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I actually just tried it for the first time. I just took my first sip of oh, it. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's lovely, man. That's and really good. It, that's the thing is that, it, that that's what the hard part about mezcal is becoming is that I have tasted very few bad labels you know what i mean right most of this stuff's pretty fucking good like yeah. some of it i like less than others but overall i mean anything coming from real minero ray Campiero, obviously delmagate it's all well, see this great. is what's so cool about it for me too right now is that there's so many things for me left to try like i've never tried this I've yeah never... yeah and like and, w- and when it comes for my pursuit of like my knowledge it's like i'm looking at this thing and I like Charlie Tips at Parliament. Like he's our tequila guy. He's our mm-hmm. agave guy, right? So, for me, I'm going. I just want to get my hands on. It. I, I still want to learn about it. So, yeah. for me to even you have a hell of a mezcal selection, by Thanks, the way. Man. Yeah, it comes with the age. I think. <laughs> oh, if it's been a bad week at work, what am oh. I going to do? Oh, another bottle of mezcal. Throw it on the fire, guys. No, but it's. I I envy that because, I, unfortunately, you know whether it's love, whether it's music, whether it's movies where you progress you get just a tad more skeptical i think Mm. i don't know if it's because you define your palate more if you talk about spirits or if you define your tastes more talk about movies and film and stuff or uh, movies and music but it's just different so like you you have this amazing moment in time right now where you are immersed in all this amazing stuff and you could not have said it better you just want to try it all yeah yeah it's amazing that's it because think about the other part of that narrative or the, the inverse of it where you meet so many people that have been in this industry a long time. Like, I don't want to even want to try that. Yeah. Like, that happened, right? I've seen that. Yeah. And I like, that's, man, I really hope I never get cynical like that. Like, I, I just, know. I hope not. I, and it's, it's not even a bad thing. Like, I see some of the, some of the older guys and don't get me wrong. I, I love all of, yeah. I, I have a lot of mentors, you know, here. Absolutely. Being young, it's easy to like catch on to somebody sure. and just hang out with them, you know? So. But you kind of see that, like I'm still, and I, in no way do I consider myself a veteran. I'm not, right? Right. So for me, there's still so much to try and so much to venture yeah. to and check out. You know, the world so, is your oyster, man. Like seriously, yeah. why not? I yeah. sound like some kind of like forlorn old man on a right. sea boat or something. But yeah. <laughs> but you gotta go see the world. <laughs> like, Don't just sit and watch it happen. <laughs> like, I, I, although it's funny because I'm not really that yeah, old. Yeah, you're really I, not that old. That's what I have to remind that, people. They're like, yeah. oh, you make me feel so old. And I'm like, get over yourself. Yeah, I, I dealt with like rich old people oh, the the worst. Seasons yeah. all the time. Like those people were those old. We're old. not old guys. Yeah. Like, like where they won't even like look you in the eye because they would never know how to deal with the help. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> That's always difficult. But so it seems like you've got, you're building up a wonderful resume. Obviously the Four Seasons being this really formative stint. You have Bar Smarts, Bar Smarts Advances at the second mm. layer. And then you get USB membership, all this stuff, like the right. pot is thickening. So you do standard pour, you do parliament. And all of a sudden, because, of course, your insatiable lust for education will never be quenched, now Chicago. 
Yeah. So what, um, what, yeah. How did that come about? So um, Chicago became a thing. Um, so I ended up applying for Camp Runamuck. Uh-huh. So actually, Travis Tober, um, yeah. when I was working at the Four Seasons, Travis Tober was also at the Four Seasons in Austin. I was going to ask, like, what was that when? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So my buddy, um, Davis, that I used to work with, he was like, hey, go out to Austin, go see Tober. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, absolutely. So I come see him and I'm, I'm talking with him. Um, and he's like, and I'm like, hey, I, I really want to go to Tales of the Cocktail. And I'm like, again, I'm, I'm this coming in and i gotta go check this stuff out yeah and he's like he, that's when he had kind of introduced me to lush life oh yeah um, they were here last like, night too did you know that? oh really yeah Lindsay no i didn't know that yeah she's totally under oh, the radar on this one yeah I love anyway Lindsay. yeah Lindsay's amazing it's a, wonderful just wonderful group. tangent real quick she is one of the most incredible people that i've ever oh, met yeah. and had a conversation with my life and like Match the reason what man. she does what she does and her like her passion behind it is insane for me like, it's yeah another dallas person too you another about. dallas person Better people coming out of Dallas than I would have ever admitted before. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we do what we can. Yeah. Okay. I still claim Austin. I do still okay, claim okay. Austin. But you default to Dallas and yeah, Austin. Yeah, default to get is like yeah. a, that's, my, that's my industry out there. So, what did Tober tell you? Oh, so Tober told me, you know, you got to check out Camp Run Amok. Mm-hmm. You got to go to Portland Cocktail Week. You got to go do these things. And uh, I applied for um, camp um, of run amok mm-hmm. and i got in oh wow so that was really my first introduction to national you know the national side of the industry yeah. um and chris lovett out of chicago mm-hmm. um was one of my cabin mates and uh robin nance i don't know if you've ever met That's, robin sounds really familiar she's a national akintoshan uh person oh, okay so okay. she was our sponsor for the cabin and both of those guys are amazing yeah um so i me and chris just kind of hit it up and we just kind of became bros i guess if you want to say it that way yeah, and sure. uh what happens at camps yeah camp, hey you know? don't get weird like that <laughs> <laughs> but uh we did um afterwards we just kind of stayed friends and i just realized that the chicago people travel so deep mm-hmm. um you know there's so many people and then when i went out to um, portland this last time um, I re- get reintroduced with a bunch of people and I realize again, there's this group of eight to 10 bartenders out of Chicago and they're just like so close knit and you could just tell it was just such a good vibe coming from their group. Yeah. A community. Yeah. And it was great. just a str- strictly true community and it just kind of piqued my interest and I became friends and naturally I just kind of became friends with those guys and I liked hanging out with those guys. So, yeah. and then um, San Antonio cocktail conference comes around, mm-hmm. um, and Chris calls me and he says, Hey, I have an opportunity for you, um, to be an avocado, which is like, uh, be a part of the apprentice program, oh, wow. um, for San Antonio. So I was like, great, absolutely. Let's do it. So I went down to San Antonio and Chris was like my, my gray coat or not supposed to call it a coat, but <laughs> my gray shirt. Sure. sure. Um, and uh, Robin was out there, and the same thing. Oh, cool. Chicago so groups reinforcing going, yeah. the same thing. Yeah. So I just, I kind of got to the point where I was like, you know what? I, I went out to Chicago, visit Chris, hang out, and I was like, I spent two days out there, and I said, I'm gonna move here. So wow, no questions. No like, questions. I love it, man. Because what do you yeah. get to lose? What do I have to lose? Right. I Maybe. hate it. It's cold. Yeah, yeah, it's cold. So it if it sucks, cold. if it sucks that bad, I'll come back yeah. or I'll go somewhere else. Like, it's not like you, not like you can't get like you're barred from coming back to Texas. I would hope not. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's not a law yet. Yeah, we'll have right. To see, I don't know. Things are weird right now. It could, in fact, be. Like, I don't know. Once Trump gets, you know, like <laughs> once you leave, you're not, not coming yeah. back. Like, that's how spiteful I think politics have become. Oh, like, God, writing it into the law. Oh, it's, it's a big joke. It's 
good, funny joke at times. Maybe. Yeah, scary joke sometimes scary. too. Okay, yeah, it's really scary joke. <laughs> so when it, what's the schedule then? When are you heading out to Chicago? Um, so right now it's looking like uh, the beginning of June. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, so that's kind of the timeline that I've given myself. Do you know where um, you're going to be working yet? Not yet. Okay. So um, it really is kind of one of those things where I was like, we'll figure it out when we go. Yeah. I like but that. hopefully I'm going to get some resumes out this week. Mm. Um, and I know there's, I mean, it, there's so many places out there that obviously I'm not probably going to roll right into the, the creme de la creme up there. But at the same time. That's not even what you're no. going out there for. Yeah. I just want to experience something new. So going out there, um, hopefully get involved um, pretty quick yeah. and roll into it. So so when you, so let's assume, I mean, I know everything's going to work out well in Chicago. Who knows what kinds of things you're going to get into, what kind of trouble. Um, hopefully lots to write a novel about yeah. when you're older. I'm sure it'll be plenty of trouble. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. man. Gotta, there's got to be some trouble. I don't know, man. Those late night dive bars. <laughs> oh. Owl, flat iron. There's some cool <laughs> oh, yeah, bars out there last pretty, time. Pretty I spent more time in the dive bars than I did at the like the great awesome bars yeah. when I was out there. But that's how, I mean, that's how it happens, you know? Like that was great. You're around cocktails all the time. Sometimes you just want, just give me some freaking give me bourbon, a pony. man. Yeah, give me a shot. Yeah. Shot of granddad and a pony. Exactly. I'm, I'm exactly. solid. Perfect. So I'm just wondering, you know, where, God, and this is, I swear this won't turn into a Four Seasons interview, but you, I mean, you got five years till you're 30. You're going to be putting a lot of time into Chicago. I think it's going to be great. Who knows? You might end up in New York, Portland, wherever. But ultimately, do you have any long-term end game? Do you want to have a brand? Do you want to have a bar? So this was actually, um, I just applied for the CAT program. Mm-hmm. And one of, the, one of the questions they had was, what's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? Yeah. And for me, honestly, like, my, what it's changed so much for me in the last three years mm-hmm. that it's really hard for me to, like, right. put a stamp on, like, where do I want to be in five years? Like, Ideally, would it be great to open my own bar by the time I'm 30? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. But what I put in the essay is just whatever it is, I just want to be happy. Yeah. You know, and that's really what it comes down to. It's like if that means that um, it's opening my own place by 30, awesome. Mm-hmm. If that means I take a brand position or um, I do that for a few years. And I, I think ideally it's just there's so many good people in the industry. And I feel like the industry's heading in the right direction yeah. already that no matter where I'm at, as long as I keep my head on straight, like I'll be in a good place in five, 10 years. Yeah, you know? I think so too. So. And 10 funny too. Cause you can say, well, that's far enough out of mind. Right. Out of mind. And then you can just like put some wild, right. Wild goal for 10 years. Exactly. And it's like, Oh, well I'm going to own, you know, the bottom half of Georgia or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it almost gonna, is like a, I'm gonna buy a state. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I suspect that, I mean, you will do whatever you need to do to keep learning. Yeah. You know, it's pretty interesting. You, it seems like you take care of yourself. You talk about that, keeping your, or we talk about keeping your head on straight and all that. And we've seen a couple of people perish to the lifestyle. Right. And do you see it becoming, as you say, that the, the community and the, the industry is moving in the right direction, which it is. In terms of the health and stuff, do you feel that same way? Because I don't feel like we're all really holding each other accountable to keeping healthy. Health-wise. Health, yeah. Man, it's, it's tricky, though. Like we do, we beat the crap out of our bodies, yeah. you know, and it's just one of those things where it's, I'm typically falling asleep at 5 a.m. in the morning and yeah. waking up at 1130 and it's like, maybe I had a drink after work or something like that. And mm. it's like, but I think in reality, it's like there is, I've, I've seen a couple different like programs and stuff and like at um, 
Portland Cocktail Week and mm-hmm. at Tales of the Cocktail, you'll see these like seminars that they're given about yoga or they're given about like, right. just healthy living behind the bar. And so I think that's one of those things that you have to take into perspective and you have to take into consideration because like the, there is a longevity factor to this, you know, and right. I see people that have been burnt out and I've seen people that dabble into the wrong stuff. And then the next thing you know, you're head down the wrong path. And yeah, I mean, people are passing. I mean, this is finally yeah. kind of the first wave of, of people dying from this lifestyle. Not that it hasn't been happening for a long time, right. but at least in terms of how it's covered, like you, you right. hear about it now. Yeah. You know, it's really strange. It's sad. It it, is, it's yeah. really sad. And because it's like, there's good people. It's just, they're good people. There's no better people in the world than the industry. Yeah. I, I'm a firm believer. In no, that, I agree. So. Yeah, absolutely. Anywhere in the world, anytime. Yeah, you know you that's gotta, what's so cool about it is you can go anywhere in the world and do it. Yeah, and there's good people all the, all over the place. Always. So is your your dad stoked you're going to Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> Dad's excited. Mom is like freaking the why, hell out. Why yeah. she? She's like my she's, baby's gonna be gone. Oh yeah, she's yeah. not. For her, it's like one of those things. That she told me when I first brought the idea, uh-huh. and she could tell I was pretty serious about it. She's like, I'm gonna send you the articles of all of the the shootings in oh, Chicago man, every day until on. you decide yeah. like not to. And I'm like, Mom, like it's a big city. Like, again, it's <laughs> one of those moms, guys man. who are convincing a mom. Yeah, like, it's they, fine. Moms like, fear you into stuff. Like that's their job, you know. Oh, yeah. Or they guilt you, which is that's the the one that's really hard. Yeah, that's know? that's the tough one. It's but a tough one. My but like I said, my parents are very they're they're incredible people, you yeah. know, and they just want all of my siblings and myself to do better for themselves, you know? So they know that my aspirations don't die with, you know, just, just bartending. My aspirations are much bigger than that, whatever they may be, you know, in the future. I mean, you're learning every, you're learning operational stuff, you're learning P&Ls and all that. Exactly. So that's good, man. It's great that you've got that support. And I think it's, I don't know, man, it's it's just wonderful to hear that because some of us have great support. And I I admit I do for my parents. Um, but it's good. I'm glad you're going to be doing Chicago. I'm sure that's not the end of it. There's no, no way. No, no, no. You know? So it's been brilliant chatting and sharing some mezcal with you. Uh, you having a send-off party or anything? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll end up having a big party um, probably mid-May Yeah. Um, at the Standard Pour because Parliament's just not big enough to fit everybody I'm planning to invite. So It's amazing, man. Yeah. Well, good luck on it and Godspeed. I think it's going to be a good move for you. Chicago is a wonderful town. I just got to buy some like snow boots and like, a couple extra jackets. <laughs> People are like some telling me like strategically like, okay, you got to get like this jacket with like the under armor yeah. and all that stuff. So Dude, it's, it's great. I look, I look forward to it. It's going to be great. So thanks for chatting, man. Of course, man. Well, there we have it. Another great chat this time with the driven, the ambitious, the sign of hope in this industry, Philip Smith of Parliament and Vicini in Frisco. I hear wonderful things about it. And for some God awful reason, I keep missing Happy hour every time I'm in town. But again, you know, the kinds of personality traits, the kinds of career-centric decisions that Philip is making at such a young age gives, again, a lot of credence to the fact that being a bartender, being in hospitality, making cocktails is no longer fast fashion. It can absolutely be a career. And there's so much potential in this industry and so many things we haven't even started to do yet. So it's amazing that at such a young age, Philip is so engaged. 
He's engaged with Lush Life activities, whether it be Camp Runamac, Porton Cocktail Week, the Bar Institute. He's a member of the USBG. Of course, I'm sure when he's shifting his career into that next chapter in Chicago, he'll be a member there as well. But he's part of the society and he's learning and he's thirsty for knowledge and he's not jaded. If nothing else, Philip symbolizes the future. Yep, I'm going to go that direction and say that this kind of person, this kind of profile driven, ambitious, wanting to make a career in this industry. It is just the beginning, and I hope we see more people like Philip. So thanks, everybody, for listening to Show to V with Mike G. And no matter which old Forrester label you happen to be sipping, what John Hamm movie you want to watch next, please keep dancing.